0: Um, and they never find that money. No, it's gone.
1: And it's great because it's one of those. It's like, Where did it go, Mary? I don't know. I know. <laughs> Julia's like,
0: what, what portal sucked this, you know? What dimension is that
1: $1,500 now in? I don't know. I don't know. And also, who's spending it in that dimension? Um, who's having a great party
0: on Jimmy's sadness? Um, Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast. Where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section
1: of our local video store, in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl. girl.
0: Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook. Breaking each movie down one by one, picking out
1: over all the ghastly minutia,
0: and ultimately illuminating the path to, to survival. survival. Ready? We're so ready. So ready for Horror Movie Survival Guide. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Marian. Uh, this week, we will be talking about 1979's Amityville Horror. This is episode 74, titled Get Out. Uh, the tagline for this film is, Houses Don't Have Memories. Oh, But I think they do. I think they do. Um, are you ready for the numbers on this one? Yeah. This movie was made for $4.7 million. Okay. Made $86 million. Criminy. Yeah. And there's like
1: three of these?
0: There's, a, a, couple. there's yeah, a couple. There's like a
1: couple. There's um, 3D. Is I'm there?
0: Amniville the, 3 3D.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, the original, this is, uh, I mean, this, this, this story is epic. So if you guys have do not know anything about this, sit down and get ready because there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on in this. Um, so the story originally, you know, comes from a true story. True in quotations. True in quotations, but also partially true in real life in the sense that um, there is actually this house in Long Island um, that this uh, family named the DeFeos moved into and lived with, I believe their older son named Ronald, and they had four younger children. And Ronald was quite a bit older than the other kids. He was like 18. Um, and one night, for whatever reason, uh, Ronald, this happened in real life. Uh, this is not the movie. This is real life. Uh, took a shotgun um, and shot uh, in the middle of the night, both his parents
0: and all of his siblings. Um, At 3.15 a.m.? an important time that will come around. Right. So... And when they asked him why he did it, he right. said, because the voices told me to.
1: Yep. And there but, was nothing leading up to that anyone had known about. There was no, like fights or altercations or anything. Like he was just like, you know, snap. There, and There's voices in the house. Right. And they told me to kill my family, so I did. Correct. Um, and so then shortly thereafter, uh, in real life, uh, a, a family, uh, George and Kathy Lutz, uh, who were recently married and their children, moved into this house and lasted, I believe, 19 days I think yeah. a, an incredibly short but they got a great deal on the house obviously because murders and it, they didn't have a lot of money at the time so it seemed like a bargain and apparently they fled and you know after 19 days leaving all of their possessions behind and later a book was written about it uh, about the, what happened what they said happened with this writer uh, Jay Anson. And later there were lawsuits for days over, you know, the ro- royalties of the book and what uh, Jay Anson asserted in the book is what not ac- what didn't actually happen and what did and what didn't. And they had their own story. But separately, publicly, George and Kathy always said that a lot of the things that transpired in this book and then indeed later in this movie did actually happen to them. And the house was crazy and crazy things happened. Um, and why would we make up something so horrible? Yes, Horr-
0: horrible. That's horrible. A one. <laughs> so <laughs> horrible.
1: It was horrible. Um, and leave all our things behind and blah blah. So this movie came out of
0: Jay Anson's book. So hypothetically, all true. This yes, all really happened based on who you believe. Right. Exactly. Um, can I give you before we get into this film some alternate universe casting? Okay. Our favorite. Okay. Uh, for George Lutz, we uh-huh. could have had, and uh-huh. I think I think you could picture all of these.
1: Okay. We uh, have James Brolin. We have who James Brolin. Yes, who we could have had
0: we could have had uh christopher reeve Huh. trying been... to picture
1: him like crazy yeah. beardy going like... dark
0: i was like i bet Ooh, he could do it
1: i bet he could do it
0: uh james Kahn. totally yeah. uh burt reynolds yeah harrison ford
1: huh that's so your funny. face just lit up <laughs> well because <laughs> i like when he goes dark like yeah. i really enjoy dark Harrison. but this is
0: 1979 dark harrison
1: yeah Super dark Harrison. Um, that would be interesting. Yeah, real beardy. I'm gonna chop you all up. Not bad. But James
0: Brolin's crazy eyes are hard to
1: beat. No, his he, crazy eyes are. He does really good crazy eyes. Excellent. Was there alternate casting for uh Margot Kidder's
0: role? Not that I could find. Oh, okay, got it.
1: Sadly, um, because this is the first thing she did after Superman, right? Yes. So okay, got it. Um, so yes, she's Kathy Lutz. He's George Lutz. And uh, so the beginning of this film takes place uh on November 13th, 1974 in Amityville, Long Island. But and they
0: never mention the Defeos by name they, in this. don't which is strange and I don't know if that's like a legal thing yeah maybe it is
1: um so you see a shooting happening during a rainstorm and it's you know sort of you know you see the kind of house and the iconic look that it has with these two windows that are on either side of a chimney and very much looking like a face. And you basically see like kind of a door open and like, you know, the flash of shots and like the mother and father are taken out and the four kids are taken out and it is 3.15 a.m. Um, and then the theme song kicks in, which Julian you, you and I had a funny conversation about that, where it's like this um, like 70s. Children's choir creepy yeah. theme song. I'm like, when did that start being a
0: thing? Like, was it was it with this movie? Is uh, there? The, it's got the omen. I mean, there's like a yeah. bunch of them that have it. Where and it's like, like w-
1: children singing is just going to be the creepiest d- thing ever. It does ever. sound
0: creepy, but w- we don't know. We don't know. Do you know? Tell us. Yeah, tell, tell us. <laughs> what was the first use of a creepy children's choir in a horror movie?
1: Yeah, because man, it is. It just doesn't get old. Like it's still really effective. Um, and so it's a year later, and we meet George and Kathy who are being shown a house uh, which and looks they- like it needs some
0: work. Yeah, this, uh, she says it's a fixer up fixer upper. Fixer upper. Uh, but they do a really cool uh this is directed by Stuart Rosenberg who does some really cool inner cutting where they're looking at the house yeah. and each room they enter, they're entering as if they're defeo killing. So you get this inner cut of the murders with them looking around the house. Which yeah. is well done to set up tension quite early on.
1: Yeah, no, it, it is effective. Um and they're really cute together, like they're sort of newly married. She has um three children from a previous marriage and you know, George sort of adopted them and, and but- the house is a sweet deal. It's got like a dock and yeah, but a boat house and like all this stuff and it's uh, on sale for $80,000 and Julie and I were like what <laughs> houses were never that cheap that's so crazy um, and yeah they kind of go from like room to room and um, and they when they're up in the attic they ask for kind of a, a moment alone from the real estate agent and so they're like so, murders. How do we feel about that?
0: How do we feel about uh, moving into a house where a bunch of murders took place? But it's nice in a horror. these horror movies. Like, this one, they know. Yeah. It's not like they're going to find out later that yes. horrible things happen. Like, they yeah. know from the very beginning, yeah. murders happened in this house, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through with it anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, which I enjoy, you know, because they th- and that's when, you know, they have that uh, George says that thing that houses don't have memories. Um, but they decide it's like such a good deal that they have to buy the house. So they do. Um, and a month later, you see them kind of like, you know, putting everything up and she's wearing cute little dog ears. I mean, and the, they're having like
0: the, the 70s new-
1: outfits in the film are
0: incredible. <laughs> and James Brolin's hair is like all feathered and beautiful.
1: <laughs> He's so manly. He is. Um, and uh, yeah. And so they're outside kind of playing with the kids. Um And their priest, uh, Father Delaney, shows up um, because uh, uh, Kathy is pretty Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like she has also has like a nun as an aunt in her family, um, and she's putting up a cross earlier in the film, like a, a beautiful silver cross. And um, you get the sense more that she's more of a believer than George is, Um, but he's going to show up and bless the house. And so he like lets himself in and no one they don't you know, they seem to be outside playing. So he's like, I'm not going to bother them. I'm just going to bless this house on my own. Um, And almost immediately the whole thing goes sideways. Yeah, Um, so
0: quickly, really quickly goes upstairs into a room where there's just flies everywhere. Yeah. Uh, all over the window and then he goes in and he's starting to get sick and like the flies are crawling on him. Yeah. And it's making him ill like you can visibly sicker and sicker and sicker yeah. until he finally has to like and then he finally the door flings open uh-huh. and he hears a voice say, like, get
1: out. Don't have to tell me twice. He um... does
0: but they do. He does <laughs> tell him twice. He has to tell him twice. And oh wait like, actually you do have to tell me twice. Okay and now I get out.
1: Now I'm going to run out. Um... But I just want
0: to know like so the powers of the house in this film are mm-hmm. are nebulous. Correct. Uh, so how could a house make someone sick? Is it just like the the repulsion of evil, like you feel it so strongly? Right. Or is it literally like making him sick?
1: I mean, probably, but well, both, I think. And I, I, well, I wonder too, because we also talked about how the powers of the house are very different depending on who they're dealing with. Yeah. Because it obviously starts affecting George right away, but in a totally different way than it does for uh, her aunt, who's a nun who comes later, and Father Delaney. Or for them, it's like very physical it's like physically i'm gonna make you feel sick physically i'm gonna burn you physically i'm gonna you know do all this stuff and it seems to be more psychological for george Mm -hmm. um like he looks terrible but it seems like that's more of like an inside out kind of thing right so yeah i mean you get the sense that uh, it's like uh, pure evil is Mm -hmm. here um okay uh, it's gonna be
0: one of those michael myers things where i'm just like okay it's pure evil just let it go I don't need to delve too deep into it because we're never, never going to find out the answer. So right,
1: yeah. But I do like... Well, that I guess it,
0: we do kind of find out the answer, though, a little well, bit.
1: Yeah, you do. and But even then, it is still a little, little nebulous. But I, I, I agree with you. But I do think... I, I do like that there's still within that like a psychology of evil. Right. That the way... You know, if if you took sort of 100 people and they all had to encounter pure evil, it ain't going to be the same for everyone. Like, right. it's not all going to be a big dragon or it's not all going to be a big, you know, it's like everyone has a different kind of version of it. And I like that for him. I think this kind of personification of like the devil is like got to be the worst thing for Father Delaney. And I feel like for George, the being the potential murderer of his entire family pretty much the worst thing. Mm -hmm. Far worse than an encounter with the devil, right? So it's like whatever the deal is that's like precious and dear to you, all over that. Like the house is all over it. It's like
0: your personal worst fear kind of thing. I think so.
1: And then obviously if if you're going to take it farther and assume that like the that's why Ronald DeFeo killed his whole family, possibly his... Right. You know, like he's in a house where there's a lot of guns around and not only was this done, but I'm the one who did it.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, the house seems to affect kind of everybody because we have early on um, one of the kids is going downstairs in the basement and it like pushes him kind of down the stairs and makes him fall down the stairs. Uh Excellent stunt kid. Really good stunt kid. You don't get a lot of stunt kids. True. For understandable reasons. Yeah. (laughs) This one, a good fall down the stairs. Good fall down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, We also don't get a lot of uh, veined mirror on the floor (laughs) sex scenes but we get one in this movie. (laughs) Box checked.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah, because the beginning of it, it's sort of like they are, you know, George starts to feel some of the things about the house where he, you know, starts feeling cold and um, they have kind of this, they start having these conversations where... They have a great conversation in the kitchen where it's
0: just on George's side of it the whole time. Oh yeah, and like you they s- never they you hear her talking, but they never cut to her talking.
1: Yes, and I like that. Otherwise, this is a normal conversation, but because you never leave one of the two characters, it's unsettling, mm-hmm. and that's how it starts. But the conversation is pretty normal. It's just like house stuff, but you're just on George the whole time. There's something about that that's like, mm, you know, not good. Yeah, we have the kid fall down the stairs, and then, but yeah, like they're still doing happy couple stuff right. like we have the Vein mare sex scene um, where she's like working out in this in incredible ensemble I can't one even one leg warmer I don't understand her one leg warmer her sort of like unbuttoned blouse and underwear and she's flower in her hair and she's doing like ballet moves hey man like <laughs> whatever 1979 whatever does it for you <laughs> that's fine um, <laughs> and uh, but then like the daughter comes in and the daughter wants to go home and I think this is how it sort of manifests for the daughter it's like there's something which is you know you can chalk up to like little kid stuff but it's like mm, I don't like it. I don't. Yeah, this no. isn't my home. I yeah. want to go to my I own home, my real home. And so they have to like you know put her to bed, and you start seeing little things like the rocking chair moving, you know, when they're not seeing it, and um, and they go to bed, and at 15 a.m., George wakes up,
0: like um, bing,
1: yep, wide awake. What's going on? Um, and he like walks around with the by the boat uh, house with their dog Harry, um, and uh, when you and then later they have uh, um. Kathy has gone grocery store shopping, and she comes back. And George is just chopping wood, hardcore, so focused and angry. And he's cut so much of it that she's like, "Stop! Like we're good. Like we're good for like six winters. Like you don't need to." And he sort of seems to realize, like, "Oh, oh yeah, I guess I." That but was she a little... like comes
0: in, and like the bag falls on the ground, and she's calling to him, and he's just not. He doesn't hear her. Yeah, he's not paying attention. He's in some other weird zone. Yes, which is again the house. Is like chop wood for me now, please. <laughs> chop all of this wood never well, stop
1: but I think or is it the idea that the that the house is gonna get him like really comfortable with that axe like it's ah. just you feel the best with the axe get comfy with the axe because like what I think the house wants him is to chop his family up right because later when everything goes really crazy when Kathy sees George with the axe she flips out right and I think it's the seeing him so like the house wants the family to be afraid of him as much as he wants George to actually do the killing you know it's like a fierce smorgasbord all the way around you know <laughs> everyone's gonna be afraid Um,
0: um um, <laughs> I don't think the food would be very good. The fierce smorgasbord. The <laughs> fierce
1: smorgasbord. Everything makes you nauseous. Um, and, uh, and you know, they go inside the house and, you know, Kathy kind of smells something weird in the house. And that's where you have the beginning of um, the little girl. Amy comes in um, and says her friend Jody wants to play, mm-hmm. um, which is like creepy little kid
0: box checking that box. Yep. Excellent.
1: They're like, who's Jody? And she's like, oh, my new house. My new friend is in this house now.
0: I hope that if and when I ever have children, they don't have imaginary friends because it's just you're going to now think, it's just scary. I just feel like it's just a ghost. It's a ghost that I can't <laughs> see. <laughs> Clearly, I've seen enough horror movies to know. It's just a ghost. Uh, well, I'm going to leave, 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 leave this house now. Uh, um, so they also, uh, her Aunt Helen comes to visit, mm-hmm. um, who's a nun who mm-hmm. immediately gets sick, yep. has to leave. Yeah. Uh, black stuff co- starts coming out of the toilet that yeah, we won't ever true, figure like, out what that is. Yep. Uh, and also Father Delaney tries to call.
1: And every time he calls, there's just static on the phone. Like they can't talk to each other. So again, I'm just like, you're a jerk house. Like it's just really making it. Or he also burns his, himself on the on his hand. Um, And so you use. See again, Rod Steiger plays Father Delaney in this and wow. does an incredible job. But the unraveling of Father Delaney by the house is from a far to behold from afar. Yeah, because that's it. He goes in the house once. That's it. And like everything that happens to this priest later, none of it is good, by the way, is all from that one visit and him like yeah. trying to do the right thing and trying to protect like Kathy and her family. But like the house is not having it at all. And that's
0: such a crazy way of using your power as well, where it's like a crescendo as like Mm you have from this one point yeah that like you've you've already gotten in the house and you've left there's nothing else you can do but it's just like still coming after you man Yeah. I got you in my sights
1: I think also too because you know again it depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go on this but it's like because he's abandoned it physically but not like spiritually Mm -hmm. or emotionally like he still feels like these people are his charge they're part of his parish like he has to take care of them he can't let it go and the harder he gets in more invested he gets into it emotionally the more like ramifications there. are are for him and he gets so crazy and it goes so crazy for him
0: Um, the house also uh, seemingly uh, starts to make George impotent yeah they're not able to have any more veined mirror sex (laughs) Uh
1: Which he is pretty sad about. Um, and he, you know, is like, and he, and he starts using all this wood to just build fires all the time because he's always freezing in the house, and like nobody else is. Everyone's fine, but he's just like, gotta keep the fire going at all times. And you're like,
0: okay. and she's starting to notice that he's becoming obsessed with these very random things. Yeah, and that his eyes look like crazy dead shark eyes. Roland like does he's, great crazy eyes. Wow, his eyes and his hair starts to get a little shaggy. Yeah, and there's like dark circles,
1: and um, and you know, they'll say this later on in the film, but he kind of starts to look more and more like the boy who killed his family in the beginning of the film um father delaney tries makes a valiant attempt to come back to the house with another priest um but they the car becomes possessed and they lose control of it and like the hood flies up and it's in one of these enormous like 70s cars where like the hood is like the size of my living room you know (laughs) and like flies up um and they almost get in a car accident and lose control but uh and they crash and it crashes but like they're fine but it's like nope you can't go back to the house
0: nope not allowed and then there's there's going to her uh, Kathy's brother Jimmy is getting married Mm -hmm. and George is going to be the best man and he's got his Jimmy's got his $1,500 he's been obsessively counting to give to the caterer because the guy needs cash yep only takes cash and has been counting it counting it finally puts in his pocket and then poof gone yeah can't find it anywhere um and they never find that money no it's gone and
1: it's great because it's one of those it's like where did it go Mary? i don't know i know <laughs> julia's like what what portal sucked this you know what dimension is that 1500 dollars now in i don't know i don't know and also who's spending it in that dimension <laughs> um who's having a great party on jimmy's sadness um but i think what i enjoy is again it's like that kind of stuff that would just it seems like it's explainable but it would just stress everyone out and yeah. turn everyone on each other so much the idea of like losing. This thing on a really important day. Whose fault is it? Where did it go? Everyone turns on each other. And I think it's great rather than just sort of like, you know, the chandelier starts rattling on the wedding day. You know what I mean? Like, this is such a better, like, everyone, it gets ugly. It yeah. gets
0: really ugly in a real way. And I think it's great. And then uh, while they're at the wedding, they have left uh, Jody, uh, not Jody. Well, <laughs> yes, Jody. Well,
1: kind of. And
0: Amy uh, with a, a very great headgeared babysitter yeah. who gets locked in the closet for hours yeah. and is like, Like been hitting the door so much, she's bleeding from her hands. and she's like a a horrible tearful, tearful mess.
1: Yeah, and Uh, Amy's just been sitting on the bed the whole time, just like watching the door while the babysitter has been screaming and like begging to be let out. And so they come home and they let out the babysitter, and they're like, "Amy, what is the what is your deal?" And she was like, "Well, Jody said not to." So and they're like, "So then again, it's like that idea to make them even more undone is like the idea that like the kid, your kid is doing evil stuff, your kid is not behaving correctly, and George." Says to Kathy, like you got to discipline your kids, Right. you know. So it's sort of, t- it's sort of whatever the family drama is. It just like pokes all the wounds, you know. You um, dick house. I know, house is a dick. Um,
0: and uh, then we get the great priest face-off scene? Yeah. Where you get some bombastic yelling. Priest-off! Uh-huh. It's
1: great. It's a priest-off! We um, need more
0: priest-offs We do movies. need more priest-offs.
1: Excellent. Um, they're really good. Because yeah. they're so
0: sincere.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's Father Delaney's really trying to convince the other pre- priests, um, one of whom we recognize from being in Jaws. He's the mayor. The mayor in Jaws. Um, who's Who, also the mayor in Jaws too, by the way. Oh, really? That, that, guy, just, come, that, that, that guy, guy got re-elected? re really? <laughs> After Jaws. Oh. <sighs> Amityville. Amity Island.
0: There was that meme going around right before the election about mayor, this is why it's so important to vote in your local elections.
1: That's ah. really funny. Our pretty yeah, our producer just told us about a meme about saying this is why it's important to vote for your local elections and it features the mayor from Amity Island. It's pretty good. Um so, yeah, so basically the Father Delaney is trying to convince the other priests that, like, the Lutzes are really in danger. And, and and you know, the, the Amity Island priest is like, oh, what, like the devil, like the exorcist, you know, like, give me a break. Like, everything's not Satan. You need to calm down. And Rod Steiger just has this, like, tearful, impassioned, like, how can you not believe me? This is real. This is happening. These people are going to die. If we don't do anything. And they tell him he should take two weeks, <laughs>
0: <laughs> take a vacation.
1: Yeah, like, calm, calm down, calm down a little bit. Um, and uh,
0: Rostogger's giving it all, all in, all in on this thing. He's great.
1: Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's one of those performances where it's like somebody has gone really far with it, and you're like, oh, and it's like shocking, mm-hmm. you know? You're like, huh? Like you didn't wow.
0: have to give to that much to this movie, but yeah, you did, and you I really respect did. you for that.
1: Yeah. Um. No, it is impressive. Um. We also meet uh, George's friend, Jeff, who's like his business partner. He comes by um, and he and his wife get out of the car and his wife is like, nope, something's wrong with the house. Like, nope. And she gets right back into the car. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going. And I think it's interesting that she feels that a great deal and he doesn't. Yeah. He and does he's nothing. like, no, nope. just a house. Yeah just, all right, well, I'm going to go talk to George. And George hasn't been into work lately because he's too busy chopping up the entire forest because um, <laughs> he needs more wood. Um, payroll's not signed. And then also George forced the caterer to take a check that he wrote and that check bounced. Um, which you can tell is probably making George more insane. Because it was that they talk about early in the film where they could like barely afford the house payments. Yeah. And now he's not going to work and checks are bouncing. And it's like you have these adult real world problems on top of the sort of supernatural element. I think it's a great combination. Yeah. You know, rather than just be like spooky stuff, spooky stuff, you know? Also, stress out about your bills. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, it's, <laughs> like now that I'm saying it, it sounds really silly, but I swear like in the film, it just adds to the stress all the more, you know, to just like the, the goal is to sort of tear these people apart and tear this family apart like that combination would do it i yeah. think
0: you know well and the house is ramping up uh one of the sons gets his hand stuck in a window It's yeah. pretty gnarly but gross. miraculously doesn't break any bones yeah Again, we're just, here, we're
1: just here to scare you. Okay, house, don't know. Um, George awakens again at three fifteen a.m. Yet again, his tidy whiteys. in his tidy whiteys. I like that bit, making Julia happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes uh, a
0: little. <laughs> just,
1: just some tidy whiteys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes down. Uh, and he sees that there are sort of flies around, and he walks downstairs, and the basement door is open a bit, but then the basement door blows open, and the front door. Blows off its hinges
0: very dramatically. Um and uh, And Kathy starts coming down the stairs and, and he's like, Stay where you are. And she's like, Like hell. Like, yeah, the fuck off, I'm doing that. Um but then the flies are
1: all gone. Um, and they call the cops and I like this bit too where the police come and the detective that uh, arrested that guy who shot his whole family earlier he sees George and
0: has like a double take because he looks so much like the guy that shot his family. And he's turning into that guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Which again, good move. I like that move.
0: But the doors have blown open from the inside. Yes. So unless they did it there's no way that it would be somebody trying to get in. So right. Yeah. What is happening? Because George is
1: like, robbers. And the detective's like, not robbers. Nope. Um, probably not. And, and they and have they're... the set. Are you going to say this the sad George and Kathy when they're like on the the porch oh, yeah. and they sort of sit there and like the cops leave and then she just starts crying because it's all too much um, I really like that scene like it's really sad but it felt very real and like it's all just too much and we couldn't afford this house and how are we going to afford these repairs and like you're crazy and our kid's hand almost got chopped off and yeah it's a lot Jody and,
0: but uh, George uh, is going to just ride right off on his motorcycle like he <laughs> do when he gets too much Yeah, and go to the public library where he steals a book I don't know. Just check it out, man. Yeah. It's free. Stealing library You don't need to books. steal it. Yeah. You can, like, re- renew it as well. <laughs> what, if, c- what if his library bill is to such a degree where... Yeah, I don't know. Um, when but- the book reveals that um, his house was bo- uh, built on sacred ground. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where the Ketchum house used to be, where yes. they would... Witchy, devil worshipy Right, it's all kind of Salem witch trialsy. Right, Um, so basically
1: curse, 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 curse. (laughs) Um, and Kathy again tries to call Father Delaney. Um, and again there's static on the line, and he starts to choke while she's on the phone with him. Which I'm like, geez, like can I catch a break? Guy must be terrified of the telephone. I'm Like who is? Yeah.
0: Every time the phone rings, like as the movie goes on, like he starts looking at, like I don't want to answer the phone. Oh,
1: it's gonna hurt me. Um. And uh, and Kathy starts to pray in the house for the first time, and she starts feeling like a weird breeze. So you kind of, I feel like Kathy's experience with the house more has to do with how it affects those around her, but also she gets weird like sixth sense
0: things about it. Where like it's it, more like
1: something feels weird, or there's a weird breeze, or there's you know. It never
0: really affects her though. It never makes her sick. It never makes her like mm-hmm. she seems to be, you know, coming apart only because of everything that's happening, not necessarily yes. from outside forces, right? I wonder why I she's immune to it.
1: Well, and also, too, like maybe that's, you know, that's the, a
0: deal. Like it picks one. Yeah. Cause I'm, we assume that the Defeo, other DeFeo's didn't know what was going to happen. Probably
1: not. Yeah. You know, and also it's probably just kind of, I feel like it's just sort of toying with the children. Mm-hmm. But it seems like I, I think the plan is really for George to murder his family. Like yeah. that's what the house wants to do. So making Kathy feel weird stuff doesn't help that plan at all. You know, like sometimes it'll, like if she prays and stuff, it'll like do, you know, a weird wind thing just to freak her out. But like <laughs> that's it. And already, she's already in tears you know so it's like you you know it doesn't really need to extend itself much further you know um but he decides to uh george meets his friend jeff at a bar and again the bartender remarks on how much he looks like the kid who killed his family um and i like that they have sort of like a like a like a bro fight like they kind of shove each other and then george you know he's like leave me alone man i got too much on my plate he's like you need to come to work george and then like he punches him on the ground and then afterwards jeff's like so can we talk now? Like, are we friends? And I'm like, bros. Oh, boys, bros. So funny. Um, Let's clear the air with a punch. Yeah, punch you in the face. So now can we talk? Yes, we
0: can. And the girl would just be like, and now I hit you forever. You have punched me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> and boys are like, oh, we can talk now. Okay, good. We got all our testosterone out. Um, you also
1: have this scene too, where um, uh, because Amy's been talking more and more about Jody, where that she's putting Amy to bed. And she says that Jody went out the window and Kathy goes to look out the window and there are two creepy red eyes looking back. And I like that in the movie it has that kind of like that push in mm-hmm. or it's like a... It's not even like a zoom. I don't even know what you call it where it's like the cut shot, the cut close-up, yeah. you know, where it's like, uh-uh-uh. Um, flashing red eyes. Flashing red eyes. And so Kathy's like, ah, oh, okay. Oh, it's Jody Jody's like a thing. That's, Jody
0: is real and it? is floating outside my daughter's window.
1: Right. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, And so... Uh, uh, And then, of course, Kathy tries to tell... Uh, uh, George about Jody, Um and uh, that Jeff and Carolyn end up going down into the basement where like there's this sort of bricked up
0: scr- space underneath that the staircase. Harry's been scratching at incessantly for days. Yeah.
1: And, apper- and it's the center of all evil. Apparently uh, passage to hell passage to hell is like down there um, and they need- think it's time to break it open. Which again, I feel like I feel like if there's a passage to hell under your house, I think once you've established the passage to hell is there, you're just you leave. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't really understand the need to open the passage to hell mm-hmm. to confirm its existence. Like you're probably probably good you're also being
0: pulled by forces beyond your control so one would assume that Mm. you don't have a lot of choice in the matter it's true it just you feel compelled because carolyn
1: starts to like randomly try and like break into it because she's like sort of has like empathic abilities and so it seems like she's getting she gets possessed very easily (laughs) I'd say um and so she so george was like she starts breaking it and then george takes like the pickaxe from her and he tries to break in and then kathy comes downstairs and was like what are you guys doing like what is happening right now um and uh, Carolyn, start, they break through it, and it's like this weird red room, uh-huh. um, and he sees a face. It looks like the killer, the boy who killed his family's face looking back at him, and it looks exactly like George. Um, and uh, uh, Carolyn starts speaking in voices and talking about the passage to hell and everything being evil and like all this kind of stuff, um, which really undoes uh, everyone. And again, I feel like your friend is possessed. Okay, yeah. You've opened the passage to hell. Your friend is speaking in tongues. You Get saw out. a weird face. You're done. You get out. But no, they go back upstairs and they see her crucifix. The silver crucifix has been blackened and is upside down on the wall. And again, it'd be like time to go, you know? So I feel like it's I, all the money they have in the world, man. I understand. I know I get it, but it's sort of, but like George and Kathy are sort of our final couple in this film. Um, and I feel like if they were not even, you know, just speaking and not, I know they're sort of adapting this from supposedly true events, so they got to stick with it as long as they do. But just as far as horror movie characters go, sure. if the story was their oyster, um, you're out. Like you yeah. leave now. Like you don't. The money, it's gone.
0: Well, so this is why we watched as many of these horror movies as we have, Marion, because mm-hmm. that you and I know really soon we're like, OK, we're out. Like you and I would survive yeah. because we'd be like, nope, done.
1: Nope, done. I think I'm good. Thanks. Someone sort of speaking in tongues. You're out. Goodbye.
0: We, we get um, more Rod Steiger... Quite a sermon here that he gives, yelling, screaming as the church. Bringing down the rafters, literally.
1: Yeah, crumbles
0: around him. Yeah. So bombastic, in fact, that it makes him go blind. Yeah. Permanently. Yeah. Just go in a moment. Now, so the house has the power to blind. Sure does. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. From yeah. afar, from afar. But
1: again, it's because he didn't give it up. He's yes. not physically trying anymore, but because he's still like doing prayers and rituals, be like, I can save them. I can save them. Be like, bless his heart. Like you know, he's really going for it. But um, the house blinded him, and I feel like after that, that's when Father Doherty is like. Broken, yeah. Just like Delaney, or sorry, Delaney. Sorry, it's just like broken. Yeah. Just no, the house breaks him completely, yeah, totally. Um, and so again, 3 15 a.m. George wakes up again, um, and screaming, and he's like, you know, God damn it, this is my house. And Kathy starts having crazy dreams about George, George axing, um, Amy, and you know, that's kind of the beginning where the where I feel like the house is trying to turn her crazy to be like, he'll kill you, he'll kill you all, you know, he will. Maybe you should kill him first, mm-hmm. maybe i mean it's really a gaslighting house like yeah. <laughs> that's really what it does um and uh george has this big i'm coming apart oh mother of god i'm coming apart freak it's out pretty, saying pretty sad it's pretty yeah it's pretty sad um and uh and kathy suggests for the first time that they just bail like okay i think we're done like you know they get into a big fight he hits her yeah um and and again he hits her and just goes right back to the fire and starts warming his hands yeah like, like like nothing like
0: wow. not like a oh my god, I'm so sorry, just blank.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like if you're Kathy in that moment that you're just like, bye, George,
0: like take the kids and go? I don't know. Everything's yeah. so muddled up. I know. But she what she I think she makes a good move and mm-hmm. she decides to go to the library for a little microfilm sleuthing. <laughs> I
1: know. We saw I saw that little machine. I was like, Oh, that machine. They're it's going adorable! to sleuth
0: now. Yay. And she finds uh, she's gotta like figure out what's going on in this house and she finds this article about the DeFeo murders and sees the picture. And it's George. It's totally George. And so she's just like, whoa, yeah. okay, I and see And that's now. when
1: I think she's like, we're done. But yes, this, yeah. is,
0: this is when the, the, sh- the, no more.
1: Yeah, so it's like night 19 now. Um, and it's the last night and Kathy races home um, because she's afraid that George is going to kill them all with an axe. Um, and George is all, has also come back around this time. And you have that weird shot where like he sees Jody in the window from the outside. Yeah. But it's not the same eyes. It's like a full pig face. Yeah,
0: because Jody's a pig.
1: I mean, it was like really a really big pig too. Mm-hmm. It Like, took up the whole room. Well, Shaw <laughs> was a little confusing, a little unconvincing. I wish there were more
0: big pig-filled room room-filled pigs. I don't room know. room-filled
1: pigs. I don't know what's going uh, on. Room-sized pigs. <laughs> That's um, what I'm going for. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think this. The I feel like the Jody was more effective when it was just like the eyes and a noise. Yeah. I felt like when I saw really
0: saw the pig face, like, it was like oh. mm, a little silly. Yeah, yeah, big pig. Okay. Big, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know how scary that is. Um. I don't even know what. Where is that? What is that coming from? Why is there a pig named Jody? who's evil what does that have to do with But any- i mean
1: your child having an imaginary evil pig friend kind of scary but it's like just
0: don't show me that but where's like it's never gonna from? work is it like a devil worshiping pig
1: maybe yeah because like pigs are used in sacrifices and stuff oh, like that okay. yeah so it's probably like more satan crap um just to, like scare the crap out of people um but the portal to hell uh starts oozing up black
0: like the floorboards are breaking and then There's like black stuff starts coming and walls out are bleeding right. mm-hmm. and uh, we do get an axe through the bathroom door yeah yeah, yeah. cuz Kathy's
1: like pineapple kind of up in there to, like hide all the kids and, and at this point like the little boys too are just like like they're scared of George everyone's terrified none of this is good um but basically the uh uh George attacks Kathy because or sorry, Kathy tries to attack George because she thinks he's going to kill the kids. And when he turns to confront her, she's like super old, mm-hmm. which again, I think is like the house trying to convince george to kill her and so he like throws her down on the ground and then when he looks back at her she's just normal and then i think i feel like that's the only time i think george is like oh okay i get it the house is like fucking with us like yeah. trying to get us to do stuff. So they're
0: like we gotta go i don't know this moment of clarity that seems so unlikely that he has mm-hmm. at just the right second it's very hollywood i'm it's, sure it wasn't yeah. as like uh you mm-hmm. know on point right but finally he's like okay let's go we're out and yeah. so they bundle up the kids they get in the car but then oh no we forgot Harry. We loved
1: Harry. And Harry. I like, uh, Kathy's like, no, George, no. Just
0: go. Forget the stupid dog. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, got to go back for that dog. I
1: enjoy the hero going back for the pets because I always feel like it's it's so contrived, but there's something about it. Maybe because like I'm a big pet person, but yeah. I'm like, oh. I probably would do something stupid for my dog. Like,
0: I probably would, you know. Um, it's a pretty cute dog, like, too. Like, go back and fall into black goo in the passage of hell? He sure does. He does. Um, and then Harry starts to attack him because right. now he's, like, evil and covered in goo. Covered covered in evil goo. Um, And so,
1: yeah. But then George is like, no, Harry, it's me. It's me. It's me. Um, And so finally, Harry, like, helps him up out of the goo. Um, And they flee together. And, like, the whole house is just uh, is completely falling apart. But basically, he escapes with the dog. And the, everyone's waiting in the car gets the dog in the car and off they drive and you have this sort of um uh this like little bit written over the end of the film where it's like and the DeFeos, you know never re- or not the DeFeos, sorry the Lutzes never returned to the house and left all their possessions and blah 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 haunted haunted,
0: haunted. who do you believe ah, ah. and then um our our friends the warrens uh, f- factor into the story post movie right where they actually came in to With, like, a
1: TV crew, yeah, to, like, examine... the
0: house? Yes,
1: and to, like, capture some stuff, and it was with, like, a live crew in, like, the early 80s, or late 70s, early 80s. Um, I feel like sort of the press about this house is where everything kind of got really off the rails because it's really hard to separate sort of the fantastical elements of the story and like just bare bones basic because I think George and Kathy both took lie detector tests and they both passed and clearly they seem to believe something happened to them but I think the warrants believe something else happened and people who wrote books thought you know added to that so it's one of these hard things I, I read later that both Margot Kidder and James Brolin were sort of like you know I don't think this happened to them, but they believe something happened to Mm -hmm. them. And that's kind of how this whole thing started. Yeah. You know, where they're sort of like, you know, and I've seen interviews with both of them. And, you know, either they're, you know, kind of incredible actors or they're quite convinced something went weird. But you party, you can't help but wonder if it's just sort of like, you know, hysteria. Like if you moved into a house and where something really terrible like this happened. You could kind of almost gaslight yourself, you know, because like mm-hmm. everything, every little creek, everything, whatever, knowing murders happened, I could see people making themselves go a bit crazy, you know, especially if all was not well in your world, in your right. marriage, if you were super stressed out, if you were overextended, you know, like, I don't know. Like, maybe the we will never know the truth. Probably not.
0: Uh, but the, the movie... It's a good one.
1: Yeah, it's really entertaining. Yeah. And it's really I, it's not it's not super gore-tastic. It's not. But, um, you know, I like a good spooky story. And, you know, the atmosphere of the film is really well done. And Marco Kidder and James Roland are really, really good. And I think it's a great idea of sort of the house, the evil house, kind of using real things and fantastical things to make you all turn on each other
0: mm-hmm. is a good idea for a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have Gore Factor. One is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to ghost out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. And we give the Anville Horror a two and a half. A bit a, more. A puddle of blood and a little bit more.
1: Yeah, because I don't think I looked away like a anything. pond of blood. It's maybe. a pond of blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, for movie rating, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, is not too shabby. And five, is fantastic oracle. I gave this a three and a half. You gave it a four. I gave it a four. Yep. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I could waffle between three and
0: a half and four. It's, some- yeah. it's somewhere in there. It's uh, well done on all accounts. I, mm-hmm. I have no real bones to pick at it. And yeah. Not, you know, not a knockout of the park. Yeah. But still quite, quite enjoyable. Yeah.
1: But the book, honestly, uh, Jay Anson's book, I mean, even if the whole thing is just total tosh, as they say. um, It's really creepy and really scary. And the stuff with Father Delaney in the book scared the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> it is no good. Um, so I highly recommend
0: the book as well as the film. Uh, so next week, we're going to be talking about a, a film from 1983. This is an obscure one, I feel. It is an obscure one. Uh, it's called Strange Invaders. It does have an all-star cast mm-hmm. uh, well, of surprising people. Yeah. Uh, and is, yeah, kind of just a, it's odd a duck. It's a puzzling film, this film. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I quite get it. I might not get it. Maybe we need to have a conversation with the director and be like, okay,
1: yeah. What was the deal? Yeah. Or maybe you guys can help us out, internet. Um, yes.
0: If you want to find us on our internet uh, uh, thingies, mm-hmm. uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we love talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on all of the things the google plays and spotify's and Mm -hmm. all of itunes iTunes. (laughs) i don't know why we said it like that in unison the exact same time we've been best friends too long
1: (laughs) i think the podcast knows yeah they know (laughs) all right guys so we'll see you next week for strange invaders see you next week